0: Did you know Kelly Blue Book's Instant Cash Offer helps you attract customers who are motivated to trade in or sell their vehicles? Plus, it helps you to say yes to more customers without taking on cars you can't move. Learn more about Instant Cash Offer by contacting your Kelly Blue Book representative today. All right, let's move on to the show. Here we go. Welcome to the Dealer Playbook Podcast. My name is Michael Cirillo, and each week I sit down with the brightest minds in marketing, sales, and leadership to help you level up your career in automotive. Thank you so much for spending your time here with me today. Now let's open up the playbook. Here we go. Why does this feel like deja vu? Subi,
1: (laughs) This sounds really familiar. I feel like I've done this before, like two days ago.
0: Oh, man. So here's the behind the scenes. What a lot of people don't know is Subi and I had this conversation um, on Friday, which is an extension of a conversation that we always have. In fact, We don't get to see each other very often, but when we do see each other in person, it's not like we we have to reopen the conversation like we could be walking up. We could be going up like an escalator and one of us will just it's like the ellipses at a beginning at the beginning of a sentence. And it's like, yeah. And so I was saying and it's like just a continuation of a conversation. And it's something that um uh, those that know us know that we are super passionate about it. And it really, I think, revolves around the fact that the more empowering, uh, there's a couple of parts to this, the more empowering leaders can be of their people. And also on the flip side of that, the more empowering individuals can be of themselves. Great things happen. Like this idea that, you know, and, I, and we've heard it on past episodes of the DPB where it's like, oh, well, I can't do this because my ownership doesn't right. buy in or leaders are going, well, I can't do this because my attrition rate is so high, or you know, and there's so many of those excuses, but I want to I want to turn this over to you because I know you're somebody that um really just kind of pays attention to culture, pays yeah. attention to empowerment. What what's your take on this? I mean how do we get around passing the buck all the time? <laughs>
1: I think people have to start taking responsibility, right? You can be, I I say this all the time. John F. Kennedy has a great quote on one person can make a difference and they should try. And the reality is I know and I stand by that because I was that person down at the bottom. The new I was the assistant to the internet manager and I didn't know anything about automotive, but I did know that it could be better and that we weren't doing things the most efficient or consumer friendly way. So I took what I wanted to do, and I, I researched like hell, and then started, started just having conversations and, and making creative decisions um, to implement some of these things. And the, the reality is, I think leaders in every industry, they're really tired of people complaining and bringing up problems without solutions. So that's something that I try to teach teams all the time. If you, one, want to be a leader, or want to just work your way up, instead of complaining about the things that aren't happening, create solutions and present them to your bosses. And every single boss I've had, even the meanest of the bosses, they're open. If someone brings it to you and says, this is what I would like to do to change this thing that I think is hurting our business from growing, they're not idiots, they're gonna let you do it. But I think too often, we just we want permission to do things and we want the pay and the accolades to go with it but you got to have you have to do before you ask for those things in my opinion and and i think that's the difference maker in the people that are able to quickly move up
0: it, it's you know oh man <laughs> worms can one worms <laughs> ha- like i shouldn't say worms but like rabbit hole here we go because it, i often think about this i mean obviously the the position I'm in right now, professionally, I own the company. Uh, I'm the CEO of, you know, if titles matter to, to those listening in, but, yeah. um, but I've also been a quote unquote employee and i w I've never had the fortune of being on a quote unquote team. So I've okay. been an employee do, 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 do don't, you know, whatever. And I've been, um, an owner. And the one thing that I think I've realized, and maybe I'm like completely out to lunch at this point, if you told me I was, I'd be like, it's true. It, Subie says it is true. I'm out to lunch. But the way I see it is this, and, and to your point, um, if you come to your leader with an idea that you genuinely believe is going to help the business. You're demonstrating a couple of things. And this is why I think to your point, the leader will embrace it. You're demonstrating first and foremost that you care about the whole and you understand yeah. that as you contribute to the whole, the whole, will, it's like the tree from Pocahontas, it like gives life, you know, as you nourish the tree, it gives life to everybody. And, and it, and on the flip side of that, it also demonstrates that you're not one of these, um, stereotypical employees that only cares about themselves. And oh my goodness, I'm not going to do that unless you like gives me 72 more cents an hour. I don't know where I'm from. I'm like, but you know what I mean? And that's, that is a prevalent, like there is somebody right now having a, a, a a conversation with their significant other, their spouse, their friend, their whoever being like, yo man, like I just want to grow here, but they're not willing to pay me what I'm worth. And then on the flip side of that scenario, there's an owner that's like, why, how can I not, in some cases, I'm generalizing a little bit just to convey the point here. There is a leader that's like, if my team could just understand that if they used a little critical thinking, some self-awareness broke out of their shell and stopped asking for permission. And I mean, that's a whole other conversation. And just like came to me with some solutions <laughs> yeah. and ideas, then we are finding common ground here. And the common ground is we all want to help this business grow.
1: And and that's the thing, too. Too many people want the title bump and the pay bump, and they don't realize the things that go with it in order to be a manager you have to manage human beings you have to be able to lead those human beings and create small versions of yourself if you are a really great closer that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a great manager because it is glorified babysitting it's looking after them it's growing them and it's making them be better at what they do and teaching them the how what why when it's it's not about like one of the greatest experiences that i ever had was um My old GM, my GM soulmate, made me the director of sales and e-commerce, and that was not something I was prepared for because here I am doing all of the BDC and internet manager and and internet director. To be the sales director, not having been a sales manager, it is difficult because the sales managers and the GSMs do not want to take direction from someone who hasn't been in their shoes and a, a young female, so it was really hard for me to swallow that, but in doing that, I got to bring my experience and say, hey, this is not how we lead a team. You have to look at the big picture, and there's so many people in that role that that don't know how to look at the big picture. You need to be able to pull out of what you think your role is and your specific goal for your unit and look at the whole store of how you fit into that, how you better that as a team. You need to, This uh, one of the GSMs that I was managing, he was like, I do my job so well, go to go to dot com and see how many customers are putting in reviews under my name yeah and the moment and I said something without thinking but it was the most impactful thing that I could say to him I don't care how many reviews you have under your name you're not the salesperson you're the yeah. sales manager. I'm yeah. looking for all of your team to have that many and that is how I'm going to evaluate you and I don't think that a lot of people do that they look for their numbers their goals, their initiatives their their projects and they don't realize that in order to truly grow in your career and get the pay and the accolades and the the title bumps you've got to be a leader and a leader yeah. is not the same thing as just a manager.
0: You know what I I mean it wasn't until I was in business for like I'm a slow learner, guys. Okay, it took me like <laughs> five, six, maybe seven years to realize why everyone uses sports references so much in business, and it's because they're perfect. They are okay. So let, let's talk about a recent sports shindig. What's okay. something big that's happened? Uh, the The World World Series is that just is that something that just happened? That's a thing. And somebody, happened, so, yeah. somebody won this and somebody lost this. And by somebody, right. I mean a whole team lost this. Now think of how ridiculous it would be if Subi and I were sitting here talking about the leader or IE the coach of the team who's like, yo, man, I'm doing my job right. The numbers line up. Everyone's getting a salary that's worthy of their skill set. Everyone's this. Yeah, but dude, you still lost.
1: Yeah,
0: you lost. You know, and, and alternately, what if everyone on the field was like, Oh, forget, like, I don't care what my leaders, like, I'm only going to do what my leader tells me to do. I am not going to, I am going to disregard all of the experience I brought to the table before I joined this team. And I'm never going to approach my leader and say, Hey, here's something we saw worked well. It could solve this yeah. problem. What do you think? Like that doesn't happen. The coach yeah. gives if instruction. Have- the team brings their skill set. You know?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. If you have one player, I think your analogy is if you have one player that's hitting 25 home runs and the team isn't succeeding, that doesn't mean, you know, it's, it's like, this. yeah, Sports analogies can go so many different ways, but at the end of the day, every sport, every team comes down to a unit of people moving towards a common goal. And that's why we call it a team. We don't call it... I mean, most people don't sit here and say, my employee, my you know this or that all the time now. They're really talking about team and teamwork and creative solutions and innovative solutions to be able to be the most effective, efficient group of people. And uh, I think we've lost that a little bit in automotive. We seem to just focus on this month, this goal, this person, rather than the bigger picture of pulling out 30,000 feet and looking back and saying, this team, this store, our goals for this quarter and year, are yeah. all part of that formula, right, which is why we we're sitting at the twenty third of the month saying, where's where are my sales for the month? Why aren't we hitting our goals instead of focusing on it the whole month?
0: Okay, yeah, totally. Let me, I'm going to put you on the spot one more time here.
1: okay. Oh
0: Lord! How? What are some ways? Just to kind of bring this real level, real to to you know the audience. Um, and I'm not even going to make this specific to dealerships because guess what? Dealerships, like if if there's one word in this industry I want to throw out, it's dealerships because dude, you're a retail business. You're a business, business, business. I say that all the time. Do, we, we, treat we say it, dealership as if it's like a flipping petting zoo. Like, dude, it's a business.
1: A petting zoo. I
0: don't no, know. No, but we also treat it like of... a mom
1: and pop shop. We're multi-million dollar businesses. Why yeah. don't we put the same structure, focus, attention, planning that all the corporations and b- million dollar businesses do? We, we don't... Yeah. We don't give ourselves a
0: chance. Yeah. And so I want to make this very real because look, I am quote unquote startup, right? There's 20 of us. I, I manage three companies. We're all in the startup phase. We're doing some cool things, but we don't have the 80 to 100 employees that a dealership has. Now, there's some common challenges and things that come up that all businesses have to yeah. overcome. But I think if you take dealership out of the equation and insert business and you speak on those terms, there's a very real conversation that can happen here. For example, how many employees at stream? How many? Yeah.
1: Uh, 200.
0: 200. Okay. When you look at little old sleepy Whoville of Vernon, British Columbia. <laughs> okay. F- uh, yeah. Population, I think. 80,000 with like the whole like primary market area, service area. Okay. There are, let me just see here. There's like two, four, there's probably six franchise dealers in town. Okay. Oh, wow. That all employ between, I would say, 40 and 80 people. Dude, that's four. You are employing 80 people. You are the largest. Aside from like Walmart, maybe you are the largest employers in town and you are also these, yes, local businesses, but you're generating like I think the average Canadian dealership generates 40 to 50 million bucks a year. Yeah,
1: Uh, like peanuts.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're small, we're mom and pop. So speaking in terms of like business and in the context of business what are some ways that the leaders at stream for 200 employees and obviously like, let's be serious. It's not a hundred percent track record there. People have bring their own personalities and stuff to the mix, but what are some ways that the leadership from a high level, from an ideal perspective, bring up or enhance or empower the team?
1: Oh my goodness. So I've, I've been in other companies before and I've talked about company culture forever and, I feel like, you know how everything happens for a reason? I met this company at the right time in my life because I didn't even know that some of these things existed for for positive culture. For example, Stream is an entrepreneurial environment. So what they do is they empower all of us to say, you guys are all entrepreneurs within this organization. If you have an idea, if you have a project that you want to start, pitch it to us, go ahead and start it, find the results. And if if you succeed in that, then we'll give you the ability to grow within that. I think we have an an intern that's like a VP now. We have, I mean, it really allows everyone to know that there are paths up, even if it's not within your role right now. They are constantly creating new pathways because they're allowing people to grow that way and they're listening to what is right for the individual. The other thing is that, they do pay attention to the individual. They don't find people and put them in these rigid spots. They find people that they want to hire and then they try to identify what is best suited to that person and their skill sets. And they're not limiting their growth by looking for what is typically on paper for this role. And -hmm. I think that is a brilliant way to, and then they also just, they have open door policies, um, I just I love who we are as a gen- genetic kind of makeup of the organization because of the leaders at the top. And yeah. part of that is listening to employees, like genuinely listening and hearing what they have to say. We have town halls every week where uh, pretty much we go through and you can nominate any one of your team members for something positive that they did and give them a shout out. And it gets read right off at the town hall. Um, And I mean, I could list off so many things, but those are some actionable things that I think people can take away. We don't give enough good, positive feedback to people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and you pointed out, by the way, um, and what's the address that, what, for accounts, uh, payable? So I know who to send the invoice to. I'm just (laughs) kidding. I'm just kidding. I am not. Full disclosure: I am not sponsored by (laughs) stream companies yet, yet, dot, 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 yet. Yeah. Um, Right. (laughs) But you know, but I bring it up not as a plug, but as hey, this is very real. This situation, I can, you know, you can speak to this firsthand, and you can also contrast it against the fact that you've worked in, um, dealership. Right. You know, um, and so
1: so able to see so much possibility for myself i've never seen i've never had that kind of experience and i feel like there's a ticker because we talk about this stuff
0: there's a ticker right next to you just off camera that it's like the Subi indispensable meter and everything she just it keeps ticking upwards because she's like (laughs) i mean
1: i'm so in love with what i do it's just it's hard for me not to talk about it. But I mean, the reason why you bring it up is because we talk about this stuff all the time. Like we, yeah. we get on the phone and this is just a very organic conversation between you and I. Um But yeah, it's,
0: but it's very real, right? So there, there are right. mechanisms in place and, and something you said that I wanted to really um, talk about here is the fact that fundamentally there is a shift in how they bring people onto the team. Like you said, okay, there's yeah. an intern that is now a VP, but like guys, Don't get your panties in a twist here. This doesn't mean they just brought this dude in because A, they just needed to fill a a spot on the, in the company roster. I, I'm imagining from what it sounds like, there's a very strategic way to hire. There are some very set yeah. guidelines. There are specific, um, you know, I, I don't know, v- wish list items, I guess, to yeah. put it, put it that way as, as simply as possible that they're looking for in people. And then they're probably, this is just my guess. And you tell me, no, we don't do that. It's just when you walk through these walls, it's like a blissful, ecosystem of (laughs) like it's like the matrix but but they're obviously inherent in leadership training inside the organization there is sitting down with said intern and saying hey we notice you want to grow here we really enjoy what we're seeing but here are some very specific ways that you could improve to reach this milestone and here are the milestones you need to reach in order to growing the company right. versus contrasting that to what we see in the dealership where it's like, Oh man, we need six more salespeople yeah. and they're all ex convicts. And like, I, I say that somewhat tongue in cheek, but it's so true. Like why it's so true. It's yeah. so true. People whose lives are in such turmoil, um, you know, yeah. can only bring more turmoil into the business. And I am not saying that to judge, man, everyone here knows by the sweat of a Maya I am on a mission to enrich and empower uh, as many people as will listen. But, but the reality of it is strategy, tactical strategy versus like RW used to say a body is better than a body. Isn't better than nobody.
1: So uh, that's exactly what I wanted to kind of play off of. It's, we do a really, really poor job of saying this is a salesperson. This is what a salesperson has been defined by. And so let's just get somebody who can do these basic, sk- these basic tasks Yeah. versus let's identify what the skill sets are for this role. Let's not just look at that one hole that we need to fill, but let's look at the team. Who on that team? what do we need to do to round out that team? What kind of skills do we need? Do we need someone who speaks Spanish? Do we need females? Do we need someone with a different culture? Um, do we need someone who really speaks to millennials? Do we need someone who's a really great uh, who has a really great understanding of our manufacture and our vehicles or do we need someone who's really tech savvy? Those are all different things that you can look for that maybe, Then when you identify what what skill set your team needs, what skills you want in an ideal situation for those for that role. And then also, we don't do a really great job of having a set series of questions and interview strategies. Right. So for my dealership, I would do a phone interview interview. I would give them an assignment to be able to email me back because every single one of my salespeople should be able to communicate via email and have right. decent grammar. I'm not asking for like a, a, like a journalist. I'm asking but for decent grammar. But it's like, dude, don't grammar. all caps me. You all mm. caps me. You're rolling, man. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not dealing
0: with all caps.
1: <laughs> and if you do the uh, – I actually had an applicant do the one capital letter, one lowercase letter. Like you don't realize it's more complicated to type like that than just send a regular –
0: Maybe they had 12 fingers.
1: It is possible.
0: One constantly <laughs> hovered over the shift button. <laughs> right. Or three on. Okay, but this brings oh. up a really good point. What what would you say to... um, you, you know, because here's something that's very real on the side of the fence that I am sitting on, which is I can hire anybody anywhere on planet Earth that has a internet connection. And so the oh, this is going to sound really rude, but the gene pool that I can select from to find the ideal. But what do you you say to somebody who is in North Battleford, Saskatchewan? I I tried to pull somewhere small. Uh, Okay. The equivalent in the States would be um, Walla Walla, Washington, or like dog lick Arkansas, or like something like that. (laughs) Where it's okay. small, t- small town, traditionally farming, like not a place you would say like somebody in Chicago yeah. is not like, guess what, honey, we're moving to Doglick. <laughs> you know what I mean? So somewhere that has a limited gene pool. Yeah. What do we say to these dealers? Because I mean, most of them are in these areas, you know, 10,000 people man, that person physically doesn't exist in my market. How do I, what do I do now? How do I find the right person?
1: I would say first and foremost, change your mindset because I believed in changing people's lives. And instead of trying to find people who were salespeople or had some sort of sales background, I would cultivate what I wanted that salesperson to be. And Mm. then I would seek out individuals that would suit that role. For example, okay, I wanted people that could work tough hours, that really knew uh, how to deal with a customer who could be front stage, backstage, they knew how to be with a customer and they knew how to be with management, Um, that that really was able to eloquently take scripting and lines that we would give them and deliver it really well. And for me, that was waiters and waitresses, it was actors, Mm. it was... So now you're opening up your talent pool to different people that wouldn't normally fit but would do the job really, really well. And not only would they do it really well, they would appreciate you more because you're changing their lives from their bartender hours, their waiter, waitress hours, and the pay that they get to now give them a life that they didn't think that they could have. Um, They're more appreciative. They're more in line with your, your lines, your tactics, your strategies. I just find that instead of trying to, again, going with a solution instead of complaining of what I don't have. I control the situation of what I can control and create innovative solutions.
0: Yeah. So well, that Basubi, would be my, idea. it's 20, we're going into 2018 here and yeah. all we know how to do is complain.
1: <laughs> it's It's awful. We complain <laughs> way too much and myself included, you know, I catch myself a lot, but It's a, it's about time we started taking control and doing something. And I think that the moments that I felt that way and felt passionately about that are the moments that I found success for myself.
0: It's yeah. You know what? I love what you just said here is it starts with your mindset. It starts with your attitude. It starts on, you know, it starts with then the offspring of that, which is your perception of the world. You know, somebody I used to, I used to say, and, and a lot of people still do perception is reality. I yeah. actually had a guest on my show who said, ah, but perception is not reality. It is one's reality.
1: Mm. And I really? was like,
0: <sighs> and they had to scrape my brains off the walls here in the <laughs> studio because it, just that one little addition, I made made me realize, yeah. ah, wait. So if I shift my perception. I am also changing the reality, but, and I am also changing how I can focus on opportunities. If I stay focused on problems, all I will see is more problems. If I start focusing, and so where am I going with this? You know, I don't I, know. look, I get, I get a lot of messages each week and I love them. And definitely if you're, you know, listening to this right now, keep sending them. I love your questions and your comments and stuff, but there are a lot of people who go, man, but But, 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 and but, and all these buts, and it's like, dude, pause, 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 and sit down and say one sentence. Here is my current situation. Get it out of your head and onto a piece of paper so that you don't have to keep revisiting it. And below the current situation and whatever your perceived obstacles are, start writing down what your solution is. Yeah. My manager... Keeps passing me over for a promotion. Okay. Well, let's get this straight. What was the promotion you wanted? Write it down. Now in and of yourself, say, what are some of the things I need to show for certain that would make me eligible for this promotion? Write yeah. those down. You know, schedule a 15 minute powwow with your leader and get their perception of where they think you could improve. Write it down
1: that's the exact spot where we need to really hit that home for them though because it's not we don't communicate well with our superiors and that's every industry Uh, i hear it from so many from the tech world my husband's industry with his colleagues with my sister in journalism it's Any industry, if you're still working with the boss and you feel like you're not appreciated, it's typically because we're not communicating what we do, how we do it, and aligning on priorities. Mm. If we're working on something and we're choosing our priorities, which typically we don't get a lot of great training, we don't get a handbook of what we're supposed to do and responsibilities and outlines of job role, but they have an idea of what they want us to do. We have an idea of what we should be doing, and we don't actually come to the table and say, here are my projects, these are my priorities, what would you like me to work on? What do you think is the best thing? Here's what I think, and here's what I propose. But we don't have that kind of collaboration. And half of that is on us. You can say all day that my my boss doesn't listen, my boss doesn't care, but I I, I know that you can as one individual. I'll keep saying it throughout this entire conversation, but... (laughs) I took a boss who told me that he was waiting for Google to go away and got him to understand (laughs) digital needs that I had because he didn't understand them, and it was my job (laughs) to teach him. Um,
0: (laughs) Google's (laughs) a person. (laughs) Man, when's this Google guy going to leave us alone? I mean, like, nobody likes a know it all.
1: Yeah, the Google. We're going to wait for the Google to go away. That was his exact line.
0: How does he and feel I now? Do. Have you have you had any follow-ups with this guy? How does he feel yeah, now? Yeah,
1: I actually go back there every year. Um, <laughs> they're wonderful people. He just didn't understand it. But uh, yeah, they're doing well. He's embraced the Google now. Ah, yes, This Google. was actually only in 2012 that we had this conversation. All
0: right, so I'm sitting down with my pal, Subi Ghosh. <laughs> I almost threw in the, the hyphenated <laughs> last name there that's on Facebook. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah, that's only there to let people know how to find me from before I was married. Yeah,
0: there you go. Got it. We're going to be right back after a quick word, and then we've got a couple more questions, and then we are going to throw up the deuces. Here we go. A few years ago, our dealership was losing money in used cars, and we had to make some sort of change. So we jumped on board with Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer. So every guest that comes into our dealership, it is part of the process. And since then, it's been such a success. The name Kelly Blue Book is huge in our industry. They've been around a long time. With Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer, that is a guaranteed check writer. In my world of being around for almost 30 years in the car business, that's one of the strongest things we have to offer. All right, so we've talked about a few things up to this point. We've talked about, um, and somewhat ranty, somewhat not ranty, but on point with, I think that's something that's very real. We we've um, we've talked about the need for clear communication, clear guidelines. We've talked about not just finding the right people, but then having a strategy in place whereby they are empowered. You know, like the the, the concept for me, truth, truth be told that an employee can't express themselves is foreign to me. Yeah. You know what I mean, and so you know if you're if you're sitting here going, okay, what can I do to? I mean, the the common question: How do I sell more cars? How do I increase profits? How do I this? It's your people. Like it is not yes. a money conversation; it's a people yeah. conversation. What was it's not even
1: theory? Because it's not happy, even theory; it's proven. It's proven. Happy employees breed happy customers if they're dissatisfied at work and they're constantly wondering if they're going to keep their job if their pay plans are going to change if their schedules are going to change which always happens in dealerships if they feel that way that stress and that that weight that they carry is not lighthearted, consumer-friendly banter it just never is and there's actual science that that proves that
0: yeah and so you know, you gotta stop thinking so much about the money. You gotta start focusing on your people. I mean, and I mean, we could pull up brainyquotes.com right now and find eight zillion yeah. people. You know, I, I think I just read one this morning. I can't remember who said it, but it was along the lines of, um, you don't, and it was leader focused, but it's not you that takes care of your customers. You need to take care of your people and they will take care yes. of your customers. Yes. You know, and, and so it's just something that I don't think needs or deserves to be a foreign conversation, especially moving into 2018. People have existed on the planet for, oh, seven, eight, th- I don't know how many years, but thousands of years. All right. Um, and the conversation has always been help one another, help each other grow and you grow. Yeah. My, the favorite Zig Ziglar help as many other people get what they want and you will have everything you want is so true. Um, And so that's everything we're talking about today because it's, it's something, you know what? I was talking to the conference King of the Midwest (laughs) and um, I'm not going to say his name, but (laughs)
1: he
0: he knows, he knows I love him. We had a, you know, we had a bit of a lengthy conversation a few weeks back and something that I, that actually got me so excited was the fact that um. He, A, admitted, yeah, you know what? Business could be good. Not all uncommon from every other business on the planet. Yeah, business could be better. We know that. But what I really love that he has done is he has paused the game. Not as far as like keeping the lights on, paused, but he's paused the noise, I should say. Yeah. The surrounding noise. And he said, you know what? I need to do my due diligence. I am going to audit absolutely everything i'm going to strip everything until i understand what is the impact it's having on my business and it, and this is how quick it happens you bring on a supplier or a you know vendor i don't i hate I just whatever. Me
1: too. I
0: I wouldn't hate it if it hadn't been forced into this corner. It's like the ugly stepchild corner. Agreed. But anyways, you bring on a supplier that promises to lasso the sun, the moon, and the stars for you. They also have imposed expectations of your employees on how to use that software properly, but nobody trains Mm -hmm. your employees properly. And so they don't actually understand how they're supposed to use said lasso, the sun, the moon, and the stars software, which makes you the leader upset because yeah. your team isn't performing properly. But you need to understand that the whole reason your team isn't performing properly and is probably prohibiting their growth is because you are the one that brought something in that was foreign to the environment and maybe not right. cohesive enough for growth.
1: We don't listen to the front lines enough. When we make changes and we're looking at what what products to use, what tools to use, what services to use, how to message, how to how to communicate with our consumers, we never listen to the people that are actually using these tools and using these messages and interacting with the customers. And it's the worst thing that we could do. I can't tell you how you ask for different things that, that my company does. And we get surveys every single week on just something different. Imagine if we incorporated that into the dealership, just random little surveys about little things in and around Our processes, procedures, customers, culture, I mean, hearing from them and allowing them to speak and allowing them to tell you exactly what is and isn't working is better than us going with whatever our our gut reaction is to something without any real evidence. It makes a huge difference when you incorporate people into the process and into the decision making. It made a big difference in my my dealership when we switched CRMs. I had them... I had the bottom lines help me with the list of what they wish could be better, the list of things they would want to keep the same, and then use that in my uh as I demoed all these products
0: yeah well it 's funny because when you put things in those terms it it just makes that much more sense. Make your work environment um, such that people want to go there i mean we only yes. spend between. 56 and 70 hours a week there. It only makes sense that we would want to enjoy it. But if you, if you bring in a real world exam, I love like thinking, and you know me by now, I love thinking about real world world scenarios that would sound that are so ridiculous that then when you contrast them back into the business world, you're like, well, duh, for example, why does, why do people like going on vacation so much? Because it's an enjoyable experience, Right. Well, I think we could all agree. We enjoy vacation because it's an enjoyable experience. Ah, wait, connection point. If I like going on vacation because it's an enjoyable experience, what could I do to make my work life more enjoyable? Well, maybe you should make your, your, your dealership an enjoyable experience. Maybe then people will want to be there. And if people want to be there, they will perform better.
1: Seems simple enough.
0: Oh, Five minute fix, right? That's a, it's a five yeah. minute fix. Anyways, you know what? I love this conversation. You know, um I'm not even going to wrap it up. We're just going to like say bye to each other because we're just going to, the next time we see each other in person, we're going to keep talking about this, but you know what? How can those, uh how can those listening or watching get in touch with you?
1: So you guys can reach me. At, uh, on Twitter at SUBY101. Uh, my email is subi.gosh at streamcompanies.com. And I'm actually going to give you my phone number because I feel like I've only gotten here to the place that I'm at because people freely invested time into me. And if you have anything about leadership, culture, anything at all that I can help you with, it's 716 480 6135.
0: You like how I didn't beep it out? You saw I was getting ready to beep out the numbers.
1: He did that to me the last time we recorded this a couple days ago.
0: Oh, man, Subi, thanks for joining me. You know I love you, and uh, have fun at stream. And, uh, guys, keep the playbook open and dominate.